Hello everybody, welcome to episode 71 of Bang in a Bang, or Gangrel Me All by Myself. I have, uh, I've ultimately have run off every co-host I possibly had, um, for whatever reason. But Raymond's still in here, sitting over there in a the dark corner, back from Japan, land of the rising sun. Uh, how, how was that trip, Raymond? Uh, it's funny that you mentioned that, the, the, the rising sun. The sun comes up at like at 4 a.m. over there. It's earlier than that, I think. <laughs> Probably like, like 3 yeah. Nobody ever, like, yeah. So I guess that's where the name comes from? Land of the Rising Sun. Yeah, I remember when I first went, like, I couldn't sleep because the sun was up, so, and then there was no gyms and stuff, so I just started, like, uh, running the stairwells, going uh, around the hotel, go down one stairwell, go across, come up the other stairwell, and around, and that's how I'd work out when I first went, because I didn't know where the gyms were, I didn't know anything, I was, like, 19 years old or something like that, the sun was up, I couldn't sleep, I was away from home, nervous about every match, because wasn't ready, prepared to be there, uh, didn't have enough experience, had a cool gimmick. Cool, char- yeah, cool characters and some cool moves, but didn't know how to wrestle at all. So, so my mind was constantly busy. So, obviously, I, the minute I rolled over and seen the sun, I, I couldn't definitely couldn't sleep anymore. So I get up. So how'd you deal with it? That same. I stayed up. Like I didn't go to sleep for some nights around, around six a.m. Three weeks in, there was, I had an injury, a torn rotator cuff, but I dealt with it by drinking. I started drinking. That's how I dealt with it. So. I would drink so much that I'd fall asleep about the time the sun was rising. <laughs> we had to catch a night bus one of the nights back to Tokyo because the I, train stopped running. We were in Nagoya. Nagoya, that's it's a cool six city. hour it's ride. Yeah, you took Nagoya. the bullet train? We took the bullet train going, but yeah. coming back after the Pretty show. Cool. You like the bullet train? How'd you like that experience? Super fast. Why don't you tell everybody about the bullet train room? Well, the train station looks like some secret agent like underground layer. It wasn't like the normal train stations. So yeah, the train, t- the the subways we've been taking all day is, looks typical, right? But bullet train, we go down this like dark hallway and we go into like this whole layer and there's no tracks. It's we just, wait for Luke Gage to come out. Yeah, I, just, <laughs> I didn't. I didn't know this area DC was. or Marvel guys or whatever <laughs> that thing is. This thing's quiet and fast. So there's no tracks, just magnets. Yeah, there's a lot of awesome things about Japan. The bullet trains, one of the awesome things, and it'll take you right past it. Did you see like? Mount Fuji and yeah. all that stuff. Yeah, that's yeah, really that's something Mount special. Fuji. I really love the culture there. I love the people. I miss Japan, and uh, I, I hope to get back there uh, at some point. Um, I see you, you went over there, and what did you do over there? You produced some shows, or, or yeah. what did you do? Uh, uh, musical music. I yeah, did a tour, shot a music video, filmed a documentary. Documentary on who's your who's your uh, artist? Uh, Sample God. Sample God. Yeah. Is that like Bass God? You know who the Bass God is? <laughs> no. Uh, well, the bass guy is, uh, uh, oh, man, uh, Greco, uh, Greco, <laughs> Gringo Loco, Gringo Loco. He's, he's a white dude that does lucha, man, but he's really, really good. Oh, Gringo wrestling. Loco, we call him bass guy, I think. Oh, wow. Uh, but he, he's, tremendous, he's a tremendous wrestler. He does some crazy stuff. I think he might be in Ring of Honor and AEW now. I'm not sure. I can't keep track of all the wrestling that's going on. I haven't been here since before you went to Japan. I bet it's been about two month. months, a month, month no. and a half since I've been in here. About a month. About a month, yeah. It feels like forever, though. But um, it was right before WrestleMania. But before I forget, and we continue on with your Japan and your gym blossoms and all that other cool stuff that goes on in Japan and samurai swords and getting your hand jobs in the city. <laughs> uh, well, you said they were offering them to you at a discount. What, what city was that? Uh, Shibuya. Shibuya. Yeah. Say that again. Shibuya. Shibuhu. Shibuya. <laughs> Shibuya. <laughs> Uh, is that how you pronounce it though, Shibuya? Yeah. Yeah, I couldn't pronounce that. Like, uh, I'd probably get that wrong all day long. I, I think somebody's ribbing me, but a lot of great <laughs> cities there. But you, you didn't like that one? You didn't, no. so what I did mean, you... that, that, that's one of the favorite ones. Not because of that, 
not because of the whole hand job thing, but it's it just feels more like home. It's more laid back. Like it's not like the other areas where. Hold on, you say it felt more like home. Is that the one you said it was the most urban city? Yeah. Okay, so you <laughs> felt at home in the urban. City. Yeah, everyone was laid back and relaxed. Everybody's laid. It wasn't back so like you feel like you can't walk and eat or you can't. Everyone's so dressed in suits. You think everybody's laid back and relaxed in Miami? Very much. Maybe too in much. Hollandale, laid back and relaxed. Yeah. Man, I'm dodging a drive-by every day riding around here. <laughs> no, with some but... young blow with a gun out there wilding out. I'm talking about that type of relax, but it, <laughs> like, it felt more. Yeah. No guns in no guns nah, in Japan. No, no maybe, guns. I seen a cop. Maybe a samurai sword or two, but no. Seen guns. a cop twice my whole time there. Do you see any of those cool? Like uh, I think they're cool, but they're really scary because I like, caught caught in the middle of the night one time. It was me and Luna actually were. We heard this like this rumbling, and uh, I don't know if you ever seen the movie Black Rain with Kurt Russell, but no, it was like. Their enduro like motorcycle, but it was a gang. It was like two hundred motorcycles, and it was the scare, one of the scariest things. It was cool, super cool, but really scary at the time because we we're walking, and they just started like circling their motorbikes around us, like two, three in the morning. You know, like why? Be like, yeah, it's like you know, a wagon train going around you. You know, but it's like motorcycles, and they got flags on them and stuff. You know, in like, Japan? Yeah, and um, it was scary, but but it was super cool. They didn't mess with us besides that, and then they just kind of. Boom, did their wheelies and stuff and rode off and we're like that was pretty cool but it was really really scary because I seen the movie Black Rain if you ever seen the movie Black Rain dude loses his head when that's going on they come by with a sword off of the head yeah and, um, and that's when like the 90 90 something Black Rain uh, no no the when you oh you Luna, uh, in Japan. been like mid 90s this would have been mid 90s for that, that that when that happened didn't know you guys see, were over there I was only over there with her like in the mid 90s for uh, IWA for uh, Victor Quinones and Osano-san but uh well, yeah, it would have been mid-90s. We were staying in a little bit smaller, more urban towns, as you put it. <laughs> like, Did she um, she wrestled when she was over there? Or it was just you wrestling? Um, She managed. She might have wrestled a couple of matches. Yeah. My memory's gone. I'm, I think I'm I'm getting that wrestler's thing where I can't remember <laughs> anything. But uh, but before I forget, and I said I was going to do this a second ago, is I wanted to give a shout-out to, like, I've been to, like, since I've seen you, I think I've done three conventions, and this dude's been at two of them. Uh, he listens to the podcast religiously. He says, you never pick his questions out to ask me anything. So uh, he's what? called you out. Like, he's called you out, Raymond. David saying, he's made his own 8 by 10 up with all, all the times that he's met me. You see that? Yeah. Oh, he, he created and gave that to you? Yeah, he gave it to me. And he signed it, too. <laughs> he signed it. Like, and he put GLCW, the Bridge of Brawl, which is Dave Hero's company, and then Another one, PWK, and uh, then I seen him at two different signings too, just recently. So, yeah, that's dope. So it glossied up. There it is. So we got what uh, one, two, three pictures here, but I think we've met each other four times. But he buys more merch than anybody. Like so, the vendors that bring him in, they must love seeing him come because he's like, boom, he's on it. He'll buy every picture they have. Even I think sometimes he buys them even if they're double because he's just like super loyal. So thank you, David. As David's saying, he's like right up there with Yesenia being uh, top of that uh, fan pool. That but I, I just want to give him a shout out there. And uh, he's been waiting. He realizes I haven't been doing the podcast. He's one of the ones. <laughs> a few people have. A few people uh, uh, this past week said, oh, I can't wait to hear the podcast. And then one of them wanted to, somebody wanted to hear about the hotel in Detroit. But there wasn't much going on. Which is hotel funny. in Detroit? Yeah. I want to hear no, about the hotel. No, no, no. I put a picture up. Yeah, yeah. Saturday morning, I was coming home, but I went to the airport like three hours early because uh, uh, like 2.30 a.m. I got to the hotel early. I did a signing in Canada. I was in Toronto, and then I was in southern Canada, and I crossed the border, and I was flying home out of Detroit the next day. And uh, 
So I got to the room pretty early for me to get into a hotel room, 10 at night, so I was going to get some good sleep. But about 2 a.m., they were wilding out and fighting, and another girl <laughs> had another girl by the neck, and another one was talking about shooting her, and then I opened up my door to go out, and a skinny-ass lady from the front desk, and, and she looks all thugged up, too, with her tattoos. She goes running by, chasing another one out the door, and then, then I go down to the lobby, and there's a big old white dude who looks like Shrek or something. <laughs> These motherfucking hood rats. Rah, 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 rah. I'm like, I'm like, he goes, you want to go to the airport? I go, well, about an hour early. He goes, yeah, well, I'm up anyways. They can't keep from killing each other every night over here. I'm like, oh, man. And I love Detroit. It just happens to be this hotel. I've, I remember staying there before and it'd be wilding out. Like, it's by the airport. It's an airport hotel, but but it must have the best rates or something because there's always young people in there. I mean, like 17 and 18, 19, and they're just fighting and getting getting drunk and high or whatever they do, wilding out, you know, being being kids, I guess. Huh? I don't know if I was that wild. I, I didn't. I you know, you've I, never been kicked out of any hotels. Uh, I'm sure I have. <laughs> uh, not because of me, but because of the company I was with. Or uh, I don't think I don't even think Luna got us kicked out. It, we've been asked to leave though, but it was a group, like a group, like so. Yeah. But like I think Bahamas might have been one time. Bahamas. Yeah, Bahamas and. It was somewhere else, but yeah, yeah, no, no, no. I, I, I behave, man. I'm not. I don't wild out in rooms. So I don't. Not where I'm gonna lay my head. If I'm at somebody else's hotel, <laughs> if I'm at somebody else's hotel, I might wild out or something because I don't care. But if I'm laying my head there, I'm supposed to be sleeping there. I ain't gonna wild out there. I don't want the popo rolling up on me in five o when I'm trying to sleep and drag me out of the bed. Another place where people probably are well behaved is the airport. You know, like, once you get put on that list, you're on there forever, or. or? That no fly. Well, the no fly. I yeah. mean, you could just be on a no fly for like Delta. You could be on. You could be all airlines, or you could just be on a certain airline. You know, like mm. Spirit probably has a lot of people on no flies. <laughs> like, I'm Spirit. Like, probably don't care. I saw a TikTok the other day where um, a lady said dogs versus humans on planes. She had her dog and and uh, whatever they had the dog at first class with the bed like on the international flights. And he looked back and it shows another clipper. Two dudes just beating the shit out of each other back there in a cheap This reminds seat. me. <laughs> on a flight coming back, it was a guy on the plane with the cat that meowed the entire time. You're lord of the cats. You got straight cats and feral cats and everything yeah, outside the studio. I go around. I, I pulled in. I thought I was going to get mugged by like five cats. They, were like, <laughs> they came out from the corners all over trying Yo, to shake me down for something. It was meowing like, like, a, like an alarm just the whole flight. And I'm just like, is there a cat on here? Hold I'm on, like, this cat was a coach way back? Or you were in first class, where were you? No, nah, we're main cabin, whatever that is. Main cat, regular seats, all right. Yeah, so it was just meowing, just the whole Nobody life. complained? But they probably did in their head, but uh, after a while, you just got used to it. It felt like part of the... Nobody told the dude, the cat don't shut up, they'll eat it? No, nah, he got <laughs> hauled up in customs on the way coming back. He had to go to a special area or something. Well, I mean, when you're bringing animals to different countries, there's all kinds of rules and stuff. Like, my niece is trying to go to... They're moving to Hawaii because her husband's in the Coast Guard, and they got to move every so many years. And um, I think they told her not to get no dogs, like, but she still got two dogs, and now they're paying the price because they, they got um, no airlines in Florida will fly it right now because they say it's too hot. So they got to drive from Key West where they live, where, where they were live. They're moving now. They got to drive from Key West all the way to L.A. to get a flight. And the only airline that was flying to Hawaii that would take the dogs that time of year was Alaskan Airlines. So, so now they got to drive. Five days across the dogs, and but then they got to sit in quarantine. It was all kinds of blood work, this and that. For a dog? Oh yeah, she's probably got like 
I bet she's got like six grand, seven grand. Well, after they make that trip, probably probably close to ten grand invested trying to get them dogs to Hawaii. You know, I don't know if I love animals that much. I do love animals, but I like I I, I don't have any. Susan brought a dog into our life because it was her dog, like that her son brought to her and left it on her to take care of. But I don't, I wouldn't have, I want one, but I don't get them because I travel too much. It's just not fair. So I, mm-hmm. and and, then, and I ain't trying to be doing none of that stuff either. Like, so if I want to get up and run away and move, I ain't trying to have a dog there going like, I'm sorry, dude. Well, you gotta, I'm gonna leave you some uh, some bones over here and like little. Uh, uh, whatever dogs eat, Perina or something. Yeah. <laughs> like, like, I'd be back in a couple years, hang in there, buddy. You know, <laughs> like, I just bring them over here and leave them with your cats and dogs. Yeah, I'll probably beat them up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's been like a month. So you, I wasn't running around, but you were also extremely busy. You had a few projects other than wrestling that you that you got into. What project? Oh, like the movie? Yeah. Yeah, I just seen it. Uh, I don't know if you got it up there. I don't know. If you have it up there, but oh, it, oh, ooh. That's like Rudolph the Red-Nosed Vampire. Like, but how did I get... You don't even want to know how I got blood on the nose right there like that. Like, I was digging in some girl's guts, eating her. Like, like uh, Oh, that wasn't... Not pretty. up in her guts, but I was biting her in the stomach. Yeah, uh, yeah After Dark. It's a, it's a vampire movie. It's it's going to be out. It's in post-production now. Fangor Magazine just had a release. I don't, I don't know if it was on in a magazine or on the internet. Uh, probably both. It was probably both, but uh, it's pretty cool. Fangor is pretty cool. Uh, uh, horror magazine, so that, that was dope. It was in Fangora, and not the Canadian version, so it was in the States. But no, well, they have a they have a sister company too in Canada. But hopefully, it comes out there too. But Fangora, yeah, it's called The After Dark. Tom Devlin, he was a, a special effects guy. Uh, now he makes his own horror movies. This is like his fourth movie he's made. Uh, makes four bar four bar horror movies in like two weeks or something. I don't know. The guy's insane, insane, insanely talented. Uh, it's my first lead role, so of course I suck in it. Um, I think Probably not amazing. just because I'm a vampire, I suck, but I think I suck. Um, the dialogue was so crazy that I, 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 I think I was too caught up in, in trying to remember everything than to act more naturally like myself or, or in the moment. But we'll see. We'll see when it comes out. I mean, obviously, got some red context there. And everything else is me. I mean, the blood's somebody else. And I look like a disco vampire there. I, I picture <laughs> disco duck every time I see the disco duck. Like, um, but that's in the middle of a fight scene with uh, Sin Bodhi. Uh, he was he played an opposite vampire. So best way to ex- explain the movie, and these are Tom Devlin's words: are um, it's an interview with a vampire meets the Lost Boys. Although I should have been the Lost Boys in a Bruja clan, but because I was Gangrel when I wrestled, and when you watch me wrestle, this is when he had the idea to make this movie. He's a wrestling fan, and of course of horror and, and the Gangrel character. Uh, I'm I'm uh, in a in a uh, venture clan, so a clan which is more proper, like the 1800s. So, you know, I've been kicking it around since forever, and turned a woman into a vampire in the 60s. Who's a little bit jealous of the one I turned in the current years here in the 2020s, you know? And uh, so I got a little women issue, plus I got a control issue. The, I'm, um, I'm I'm like keeping like I had a big clan, but. But I make them all eat rats and shit, like while I'm like killing hookers and stuff like that. I'm eating good behind doors and trying to control them, so they're all fleeing on me. Long story short, there's another clan coming up that's much like a Bruja clan, but they're punk rockers. They got a bar. They're bringing vampires in the light. They're embracing humans and hanging out with them and killing them, you know, and uh, making friends with them. And I'm trying to keep that shit all under wraps. And uh, turns into a big vampire war, which turns into a big fight scene with myself and Simbody and. Uh, 
we tore that place up, tore holes in the walls, collapsed desks. And, you know, movies, they like to uh, film things like 20, 20 times. <laughs> yeah, so that's like, yeah, that's like 5.30 in the morning. That's, that's how I look every morning, actually. That's how I looked when I used to party, too. That's how I, back when I did drugs and drank all night long, that's how I'd go to the airports looking about like that. Uh, uh, it's a good look there. But, uh, yeah, you can see the dust on the knees and everything where we've been fighting. But it was how, fun. A lot how of long, fun. How long did it take to film? Like, well, they ripped this movie out quick because I had was coming from WrestleMania, uh, not WrestleMania itself, and all those rumors and stuff that probably didn't address. But um, I did a project out for CCW in LA, and then I did WrestleCon on a Friday. I flew all the way home Saturday, did an autism awareness event. Anna was speaking at. Went to watch that and learn about autism some more because I deal with a lot of that with some of the some of the students and stuff, and I really need to educate myself a little bit more on that. And then I did the epilepsy walk in Hollywood on Sunday, and then I caught a flight, flew to Las Vegas, and I filmed Tuesday, Wednesday, and Thursday. And uh, Three days. Caught a flight Friday morning to Indianapolis. That's where I saw David at, I think. Another one of the things was Indianapolis, where I did a show. Uh, I did a signing, and then I did a show that lasted to like 1 in the morning, then I signed all day, and then came home. So like three days. Uh, I mean, they had to like concentrate on mine. It took longer to film the movie, but my oh, my yeah, stuff, sure. they tried to put it all in the three days and coordinate everybody in there to get it to work around my schedule because I was so busy. But it was a great experience. I could thank Tom Devlin and the whole cast and crew and Simbody and Ashley and all the people that uh, hopefully made me look like a star. They made me feel like one. And, um, and Tom's wife and his assistant, um, the other producer, which she'll kill me because I can't, Kayla, Kayla. Kayla and so it's good experience man so that's like my first uh keep looking up there it trips me out but that's like my first feature in anything so never wanted to be an actor I, I didn't like it you know I did the Cougar Towns Human Centipedes did a lot of little appearances and things but um I did that and it made me kind of feel like oh maybe I got an acting bug but it passed already <laughs> after this movie people you may get some more calls. Well, I got a guy that wants me to start doing horror cons and stuff. So oh, like, if wow. this movie hits, then then, then uh, <laughs> gets out, I'll, I'll have some material. I can print up some human centipede pictures where I'm material. crapping myself. And material, then, bro, your game grew. Yeah, like, <laughs> you don't need like material. You're the yeah. leader of the brew, bro. You should have been doing horror cons. Some blood on the nose there. That creeps me out, though. I didn't like that, but I didn't wipe it off, and then it kept drying. Like, cause it was like when I was biting the person and like like it was sniffed them and stuff and blood. But. You didn't get any blood in your hair? You gonna have nightmares from that picture? No. No, I actually had to wipe up. I wiped this up and then shot like five other scenes because this was in a hotel room. And uh, this was in uh, 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 Sierra, I think, or whatever that hotel is in uh, uh, Vegas on the Strip. So you can see the Strip in the background, the night, the lights and stuff like that. Sahara, the Sahara. But So they had one night that it filmed everything like in a bedroom, like I had a bedroom layer and, and, and in a living room, like a dining room thing. So, mm -hmm. But there was some kill scenes, so I had to like go wash my face, all that, throw another white shirt on and, and film some other stuff. That was another long night. I wasn't used to that uh, uh, getting on location on set 6, 6 p.m. And, and, and knocking off at 6 a.m. Those were some long nights, man. But So uh, how, how does this compare to I'm the trying other? to sleep there today. What do they think, I'm a vampire or something? Exactly. That's <laughs> yeah, yeah, some vampire hours. I can tell you that shit. How does it differ from like when you filmed the Cougar Town or um, the Human Centipede? Well, this had a lot of wrestlers in it. Like uh, Paul London was in it. He was in my 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 clan, my tribe. Paul London, 
uh, Beast, who's another big thick dude out of Vegas, uh, Leroy. A lot of wrestlers in it doing the fight in the fight scene. So this was cool from other movies where other movies like this is a low budget, right? Other movies will have a stunt coordinator, uh, stunt men, and and you won't do your stuff. This one, I myself, Simbody, or whoever was in certain fight scenes were wrestlers. So we were the, our own stuntmen, our own stunt coordinator. We wrote our <laughs> scene. You know, we decided how we were gonna fight and, oh, and made it happen, which saves days. Mm. Days, because there would be a day of rehearsal, scouting a scene out, a rehearsal, and it would be like two, three days to shoot something like that, where we shot, Simbody and our, my fight scene, we shot between um, 4, 4.30, whatever it was, I told you, to right before they had to cut off, so I'd say about 6.45, right before they had to go in overtime, we could wrap it, wrapped it up, so... Uh, which so we did that in a few hours. We just got I got there early, which I shouldn't have did, but I was I'm always early. And I was gonna scout it out, and I sat down. The first day I worked every minute of that, twelve hours or eleven hours or whatever it was. Ooh. Second night I sat till from six p.m. to about four thirty, and it was freezing. It was thirty five degrees in the desert. Wait, six p.m. Six a.m. Six a.m. Oh, sorry, six a.m. Sat I mean sat till four thirty then. Filmed to six something a.m. and almost seven in the morning. I got back to my hotel room about quarter to eight and uh, had to go to sleep. But it was thirty five degrees in the desert. So his prop thing, where all the fight scene, the club, it's out in the, it's out in Boulder City. He's got a horror museum too. Tom Devlin's Monster Museum, a horror museum. Which one is it? Like, nah, I have to look it up. But I think it's Monster Museum or Horror Museum. Oh, he's gonna kill me, man. It's a really cool place. I took a bunch of pictures. I should have sent them to you because he makes all these special effects. That's cool stuff. It's in Boulder City. And uh, I think it's Monster Museum. I got a shirt. Oh, uh, Horror Museum. Horror Museum. I had it right the first time. So Tom Devlin's Horror Museum in Boulder City. Uh, don't Wait. Don't... It's Tom Devlin's Monster Museum. It's Monster. Why you messing yeah. with me, Raymond? Because <laughs> it says both. Tom <laughs> Devlin's Monster. Well, yeah, what, Monster whatever. Museum. It's got a theater in it. So his, his museum is right there, but right next to it he has uh, uh, like a, a, I don't want to say a barn, but. It's another place, but it was set up, you know, stage. It's basically a staging area, and uh, had the punk rock bar in it, and, and other things in the office where we filmed a lot of scenes. But there was no installation. Thirty-five degrees. They happened to have the coldest, one of the coldest spells they had come through there. They did alley scenes and homeless people. Was so grateful when they lit the fifty-five drums of fire. It was going, oh, it was so cold. So there's a lot of things that go into it. The element I like think about all those uh, movies like. Um, Braveheart or whatever when they're filmed in like Scotland or England or some Romania or some faraway place uh -huh. and you see they're doing these scenes at night or in the early morning and you know it's cold out there because I know I was freezing in that spot so uh, to to get out there and wait wait hurry up and wait and then to go have to nail those lines and, and, and get your spot or if you're doing the court, uh, the stunts and the fight scenes and in the cold that's it's, it's it's a lot, a lot to it, and uh, but I think I might have gotten a little bit of an acting bug again, even though I probably sucked, yeah. like dinosaur balls in here or something or whatever. It's the biggest balls you can suck. I sucked. <laughs> I, I was terrible in it. Uh, I mean, I naturally look scary. I mean, I, I'm just an ugly dude, so I know how to look scary. Um, that that I've been doing for for I don't know how many years as a vampire warrior and then getting girl. Like so that that's normal. That's a normal day in the office for me, but um. But all the dialogue was not a normal day. I struggled with it. I don't think it's going to come out sounding naturally. I just talked to Tom yesterday. and He said, no, it sounded good. 
he didn't say it was fantastic or fantastic. It sounded good, so that means it was probably pretty bad. And he was just being nice because he seems like a nice, positive guy. <laughs> but, but he was happy. I mean, he seems happy. He it was in Fangora magazine, which is great. That that's a good push and a uh, good little rub to uh, in the horror world. So, uh, looking forward to it. Hopefully, it comes out. Uh, I hope it's better than what I think. Anything's gonna be better to me because I'm gonna put it on the lowest level. On my end, not their end. They're all professionals, and it was a great experience. But fans will let you know. I know a lot of people that listen to this are definitely gonna tune in and watch it. Yeah, well, hope so. But it, uh, it's called The After Dark. It's the Lost Boys meet the interview with a vampire. But you can check the write up in Fangora Magazine dot uh, com or something like that. I have uh, the link. In, in he'll, he'll have it linked up. Raymond will link it up there. But yeah, I did that. Uh, WrestleCon was uh, all right. Uh, I don't know what happened out there. A lot of lot of stuff developed. Like Rick Steiner got banned because of some Wrestle Star. That's in WrestleMania. Weekend? WrestleCon, WrestleCon. Yeah, uh, this at the conventions they do like before WrestleMania or SummerSlam or different things like that. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't know. Some crazy stuff went down there. I don't know. I wasn't there though. I left. I missed all that. Um, and then I just did. Yeah, I did the movie. I was in Indianapolis. I was back <laughs> Dallas. I did Port St. Lucie. I did CCW's 19-year uh, anniversary show. So it's a two-hour, two-and-a-half-hour drive. I get back here at, like, midnight. I got to go to the airport at 3 a.m. I fly to Dallas. They say, hey, can we rented you a car. Can you just drive the three hours to the town from Dallas? <laughs> I get an hour out of the town. I get a flat tire. Now, this is wait. pay less, yeah. Oh, wait. So I said well, they were going to fly you? All right. So, no, I, I had to do a show here. Like, so... This is how busy I've been. And I'm going back to Dallas this weekend, too, and then going to Buffalo from there. But um, So no sleep this weekend. But, no, I did Port St. Lucie, which is a local shot here, two, three mm-hmm. hours, whatever. I'm back home, but I had an early flight to Dallas. And then when I landed in Dallas, I had a three-hour drive. So instead of them sending somebody to get me, they rented a car from Payless. So I get the car Payless. All is good. I'm hum- humming my way, <laughs> humming and strumming across God's world, Texas there which is a whole lot of Texas. Uh, like, cruising out there. Didn't see any armadillos, but I'm sure that they were around. Um, and then, boom, the low light, air light comes on. I'm like, what the hell? I, I, I pull in immediately. I just happen to be some little like gas station that was probably uh, ran from people like Motel Hell or Leatherface <laughs> and then what's in there. Because it was out in the middle of like Kemp, Texas, in the middle of nowhere. Only an hour out of Dallas, but it was the middle of nowhere, like, believe it or not. Like, and, um, so it's too far to go back, two hours to make it still to the town. So I get a flat tire, and I call the rental car place. Yeah, we'll find you somebody. I never heard back from them. Like, I got a few messages like, uh, we're still looking, we're still looking. And then I, I just quit replying because, like, I said, well, I know how to change a tire. So I go to put the spare on, but I can't get the tire off. The whole car shaking, the tire <laughs> stuck on there. Like so, I, I got the little scissor jack, and this, I got this little donut out. So I'm just sitting out there, and the homegirl comes out of the little store or whatever. You all right? I'm just like smoking, and she dipped, <laughs> spit. I'm like, oh, what the hell? Well, I ain't going in there because I'm gonna end up somebody's dinner. I'm thinking I'm gonna get leather faced <laughs> up or something. I'm pretty sure Texas Chainsaw Massacre was in Texas or something. So I'm like, yeah, it was. Yeah, so I wasn't going in there because I didn't think I'd come back out. So I want to keep an eye on me and stay in the car. But I can't get this tire off, Is man. Is it daytime or nighttime? Daytime. Okay. Daytime. So trying to make it a show. So it was like, well, I sat there, I sat there like three hours. Um, yeah, because I just uh, another guy came by. He's like, man, I wait. Like, he wasn't 
he wasn't a, a Mexican. It was like South Florida Spanish. Cause he said, mira, oye. So he's like, like, I understood that. But when I told him I couldn't get it off, he's like, ah, and he walked off. <laughs> he's like, because there's it, it, something with it. You can see me pulling on it. And, and then another dude stopped by. He had a boat and everything. He was honest, probably a family trip or some big old dude bigger than me. He goes, you can't get that off? I go, no, man, I got the lug that's off. He gets to pulling on it, and the whole car about to pull over, too. I said, man, I've been trying. He goes, there must be a lock on there somewhere. And I said, I don't believe so. I looked at the manual. He goes, well, I'm sorry, man, I can't help you. And he left. <laughs> so I'm sitting there thinking, well, I ain't never going to make this show. And um, uh, another dude comes by, and he actually had, like, a sledgehammer, like a five-pound sledgehammer, like, uh, from Texas. And he got under the – he, he laid under that car, and it's like a bang. Bam, and he banged that tire off, and like boom, boom, boom. So I threw it on and um, threw that spare on, got that off, put the spare on, and I drove to a little tire store that was about to close and uh, asked them to patch it. They're like, no, this tire's ruined. You drove miles on it. And I said, I didn't drive miles. That light just came on. I pulled over. I was lucky. And he was getting mad at me, but I said, can you just plug it or patch it? No, you'll have a flat tire in 20 minutes. And he yelled at me. And then he yelled at me in Spanish on top of the English. Um, and he didn't think I understood it, but I understood being cursed in Spanish when he called me a cabron and puya. Like, what? <laughs> and I, and I, so I said, hey, can I have the tire? I'll, I'll pay for another tire, but I want that tire to put back in the trunk so I can explain to the pay less place because I want to get my money back from somebody or somehow. And he got mad, and then he just patched, he plugged the tire. He says, ah, go. And then and he, didn't wanna, he didn't want to take no money. And I said, I'll give you. But he goes, no, go. I, I think he was trying to take the tire because it was a brand new tire. Mm. He was trying to say, well, I don't know what was going on. Because like, it was Spanish and English. And I understand some Spanish, but not good enough when there's still a different dialect in there. And um, so uh, I get the plug. So he told me I'd have a flat in 20 minutes prior to this plug if he did it. So I'm scared. So I drove the two hours. But I made the show. The show went good. But... I had to drive back uh, the three hours on that plug. So uh, my flight was at uh, 11, but I left at like 3.30 in the morning just in case I had to change that donut back on. So I drove really slow the three hours, turning about three and a half because I didn't speed. and Got to the airport early. I was like, ah. Oh. Got on a standby flight, and against my better judgment, took a middle seat. And damn it all, when I landed in Fort Lauderdale from Dallas, I couldn't walk. My ass was locked up. My whole <laughs> ass cheek, like, locked up. I had to go see, like, I go to the doctors from here to do PT, right? The guy, he works on me. But I, I had to go to him. He goes, what's going on, man? How's your knee? I go, it ain't my knee, it's my ass. He goes, well, I can't help you with your ass. I go, I, he said, I said, my ass hurts. He goes, that sounds personal, man. And I'm like, oh, my ass hurts. It's locked up. Then um, and he goes, all right. And you know what he took? You know what he fixed my ass with? A sledgehammer? A sledgehammer. <laughs> <laughs> so I just got it in the ass all weekend, man. <laughs> I took, he just beat on it over there at Doc Silva's Ultra Wellness over there. He just, um, his name's Randy, but he, he's just, he, he's unorthodox. But he'll fix you. He beat my ass till it was like, with that hammer until I ass quit hurting. And I don't know because he just beat, beat the sense out. I don't know what he did, but he beat my ass till it quit hurting. I was able to walk out of there, and I promise you my ass did not hurt. After that, and, until I got on a plane again, and I wasn't in my usual window seat, and I was in an aisle seat, and I felt my ass starting to hurt, but I was able to shift cheeks, stretch it out, and it, it, it didn't it, it didn't overtake my ass. My ass was safe. I got off. So, so hopefully when I go there in an hour, when I finish this up, I do not get pounded in the ass again with a sledgehammer. But, yeah, that was a weekend of sledgehammers uh, fixing shit, you know? Like, oh, man. Yeah, yeah, so, yeah, that was that, you know, but, and there's other shows, I did other shows in between, I've been doing a lot, plus the school, 
School's going well. We got some new students. Uh, they were learning to go over the top rope. Um, Usually, I'm not so kind. They know how to go over easy where they post on their hips and go out almost like a gymnast type of thing. But I wanted them to start clearing it. So I broke the crash pad out. And I don't know, when the crash pad came out, all sense of their logic or, or their sensibility went out the window. Next thing you know, they were just all like, they look like people falling out of a building on fire. Ah! I remember those <laughs> drills. I remember those drills. But yeah, I got them now where they just run and just just jump over, like one hand on it, like, like boom, one hand, like they're uh, Montez Ford or something, you know, like, you mm-hmm. know, get hops in. Just trying to get them a little better. This one girl, she good thing she had a big padunk dunk because I thought she broke her shit. <laughs> like, on the apron? She, I thought she was going to need a sledgehammer on her ass. Yeah, because <laughs> like, he hit that apron and the ring shifted. But uh, she survived. I'll see how she is when she shows up today. But uh, because she, she, um, she seemed good. When you're watching it, you don't – as opposed to someone watching it, it looks simple going out the ring. But even me, like, when I, when I went to the school, but you don't know that that apron is like the – coming out the ring, you got to clear the apron. Like, yes, that's got, not something yeah. you really think about. If you hold on to the rope, the rope slings you back in, just yeah. like a, it's just like a swing. It'll swing you back in, and it'll break your leg. It'll crip you. That apron hurts, man. It's unforgiving. Those rings, they're all iron, and people don't realize that. And some ro- some ropes are cable. The ropes at CCW are cable. Uh, I was in a ring the other night that was rope, so that was that was good to be back in an old rope ring. I don't know which one I like better. I think I like rope. I like rope. A little easier on your body. But, uh, There's no give with, with the metal. Well, the ropes will give. They stretch out. The cable just, bang, you know, like running into a a cable. <laughs> like, nope. But, yeah, so the school school's doing well. Um, everybody's doing good. Got a lot of students. Be there tonight. But, yeah, so it's been going on in my world. And uh, you've oh, been yeah. in Japan, and uh, you're digging Japan. I miss Japan. Hopefully uh, one day I'll get back over there for something. I was thinking... Um, you're over there doing little venues, so uh, I'm in the UK coming up in July, July 14, 15, 16. Like, so I do a signing, one the first night in the Friday and, and a show, and then I do a show Saturday. But then Sunday, it's in Glasgow, and it's uh, it says an intimate night with Gangrel. So it's like a theater setting vibe where I'll sit down and answer, do Q and A's, and then mm-hmm. and then and then talk a little bit and tell stories. So I'm thinking like. Come on, I can't do that in Japan instead of wrestling. I wonder if that would draw over in Japan. Probably the, the language barrier will probably kill it. What do you mean the language barrier? You don't speak Japanese. Yeah. Is that what happened with uh, the music? Did they understand the music when you were They vibed to it. I guess they... Yeah, they well, you got a beat and a rhythm. Yeah. But I, I thought more people... Or maybe they just don't want to speak English. I thought more people would speak English. Oh, so like, well, in Tokyo area, yeah. And the greater... like, But like in the little towns, no. Man, that's like... I mean, they might. They might not tell you they do. <laughs> like, yeah, a lot of them. They a lot of like maybe ninety percent of them didn't speak well, English. I, I'd say ninety percent of the people don't ever leave Japan either. So they, they figured they don't need to know English. You know. You can tell they're in like their own world over there. It's You're a great country though. It's uh, I mean, I like it culturally. I like the, the vibe, the energy, the food. Uh, I don't eat fish or anything like that, but there's plenty of other things to eat. You know. Yeah, there's a lot of. I mean, it, when you first go there, you got to get used to the smell in the streets. could be a little bit different. Uh, I don't know if it still smells as strong. Well, there's a few areas that smell. You get in some of the some market areas or, or, or yeah. the open sewer areas and stuff like that. Well, the sewer will run through it. You're just stepping on little metal grates walking. <laughs> like, it's just open sewers and stuff like that. But that's in the smaller towns. But Tokyo's a great town, great, great city. Like you don't ever even have to leave. Like I didn't know how Tokyo was so big. 
Like you're traveling miles to get to the next inner city in Tokyo because I guess Tokyo's like kind of like Miami. Yeah, you, you have Rapungi, Shinjuku, Ginza area, yeah. all that. Yeah, and it's like, yeah, yeah, no, it's dope. I like it a lot. I enjoy it. Um, so what else is going on, Raymond? I mean, you have a, a, another action figure that, that's available now. Oh crap! Yeah, two really, uh, two and uh, and um and uh, of, of them both, they they both have variants like that. It's the major bendies. Uh-huh. We t- yeah, we talked. Which has a blood, uh, a chase one, and a, uh, and a regular one. The chase one is the blood. And this one's, uh, uh, man, you know, I forget the company that in the States that did it because they picked up, the company in England went out of business, but it's the official um, uh, wrestling megastar. So it says a paler on it. It's got a little blood, and it's got the chalice. So you can see that. So there's two versions of this. There's one with blood, which was the original, what it's supposed to be, and then I think there might have been an accident where they... Made some without the blood, so um, I thought I had the one that didn't have blood on it in my truck, but I had this one. So you can find these online, check them out. Some of the local shows, if I'm here, I have them. But that's going on. They so own, those are very cool, exactly. fun little things there. The links to those are actually in yeah. every single one of the videos. Like, oh, okay. Because we had them at pre-order at first, but now they're they're available. I don't know why they got this cut out. Was that a coupon on the back or something? Was that? I gotta wear glasses. Oh, it's just a height strings. Probably something you can get signed, but you don't want to open them up. Most people get them signed right across here. But I've seen some people that get the plastic cases that go over it and then you can sign a case. But yeah, those are out. There's a couple. So thank you to the Major Brothers, uh, Matt and Brian we got out there. And, uh, and to, uh, I think that was Zombie Sailor, but I can't remember the company in the, the States picked it up. And I just saw the guy. He was at the Indianapolis convention too. And uh, he said hello. And, uh, but I, I promise you, I think I'm losing my memory. And then, what else was I gonna talk talk about? Oh, uh, so exciting project for CCW. It's a, a brand of CCW, but it's an original brand of something else that's being rebooted. Uh, uh, Championship Wrestling from Florida, CWF. So Championship Wrestling from Florida, they're gonna tape the 27th and 28th uh, here in Pompano. Like, so they're gonna tape. I believe they're gonna tape six shows uh, in a perfect world they're going to tape six shows and then they're going to go to Tampa and tape some more to get a season together so uh, oh in two days yeah yeah. Saturday, Sunday the 27th, 28th uh, I think it's a holiday weekend too more, so if you're looking for something to do you can jump online I think you, the tickets are sale there's VIP packages and stuff like that uh, Kevin Sullivan's heavily involved with the, the story writing uh, production um, the talent it's a tough one because they're, they're pulling from you know Florida and different things. I think there's going to be some Texas talent in and stuff like that. So you're going to try to build people and, and build it up, but try to keep it as retro as it can to the old championship wrestling from Florida. So that's an exciting, exciting uh, deal. Uh, like uh, a little worried, a little nervous about it because people, when you, when you, when you call something that's something that was so magical and so great, it's, it's really hard to reproduce it. And mm-hmm. So I'm not really trying to reproduce it. I think they're just trying to, play tribute to it the best they can and keep it as retro, keep it as similar, you know, but to really re- redo it is really hard. They're saying reboot, but that's a strong, strong word. I think it's more of a, I, I would look at it as more of a tribute or homage to, to it, even though it's called that. I mean, but with Kevin doing it and writing it, uh, Kevin Sullivan, it should be pretty cool. Um, I'm learning from him, learning a lot of amazing things. He's such a, a brilliant mind in the wrestling world and how he, books a show and writes a show out and, and how he starts it and where he is in the middle of the show and where he's finishing as he goes into the next show and to the next three weeks. And I think the biggest problem here is 
don't know where we're going to be in nine, nine, uh, um, nine months of it or, or, or 12 weeks of it or where we're at. So it's kind of hard to write things. So I think there's a little bit of a, that's a little struggle there. Um, and, and, uh, but it, it's really exciting. And so if you're in the area, check it out. Uh, it should be a whole lot of fun and it's a new adventure going on. So it's cool. Was, was, was he involved in the original? Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. Come on. You didn't watch championship wrestling from Florida or Florida championship. Probably seen clips, but never yeah, a full episode. It's like, it's where he, well, he never said he was a devil worshiper, but it's where he, uh, was like made that whole dark character and a Buddha Dean King Curtis and then Luna was there and they shaved her head. Okay, and okay. Woman so and so all that, that was and the purple haze okay, and okay. and yeah. All that was that. in the Dark Side of the Ring clip. I seen the some clip. of it in the Tales from the Territories. Yeah. Uh, so that was the, the Florida yeah. wrestling. Too. Florida, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh. So it's that. It's a reboot of that. So it's very cool. It's very nostalgic and uh, hopefully it stays as retro and oh, it's wow. and true to. Uh, the guidelines as we can uh, without doing any disrespect to it. So looking forward to that. I was going to ask a question, but I'm pretty sure I probably already know the answer to that. Because you why just mentioned, you asking, huh? I still ahead, asking, right. You never yeah. know. You never know. So right. you just mentioned Luna. So I do remember that clip. That's a very popular clip of her shaving the head, transition mm -hmm. and everything. Was Is there going to be any female wrestling on this? Or Yes, there will be. Uh, okay. They're not uh, in the first... Yes, there is in the first two, three tapings. There, there is females. Uh, I think one of them that will be featured is uh, Nicole Lasato, the, the Lasato twins. Oh, whoa. Nicole and Tiffany. Yeah. Whoa. Oh, uh -huh. yeah, 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 yeah. She's there. Um, I think they're gonna look to uh, bring in Malia, who was in the original Championship Wrestling for Florida, in on the second set of tapings when they go to Tampa. So she'll be in there, but like, there's not a lot of stories written around the girls yet. But we're only um, they have three shows. They're gonna write the other three uh, this week, and uh, I think they were just waiting for some talent to be approved. But uh, yeah, it's not heavy with the girls right now, but there definitely there will be women wrestling. Well, yeah. So I know we're probably behind, but do you want to address the WrestleMania rumors after the fact? Which WrestleMania rumors? Thought you were gonna be there. Oh the yeah, God. well, every <laughs> I almost WrestleCon was prior at WrestleMania, right? So I was only there like three hours on that Friday, and I must have been asked <laughs> in the hundreds, if a lot. Oh, we're gonna see you at WrestleMania, but I know you can't tell it. And I had people that uh, <laughs> I had people I know that I said, no, man, I'm not there. Like they still go, okay, whatever, dude. <laughs> I'm like, man, I'm not there. I'm, I'm telling you, I'm on a flight. And then when I posted, when I was in the lounge, in American lounge, uh, flying back to Florida, people were like, oh, you're just trying to swerve us. You know, I'm like, I'm not there. And then, and then I was on the, uh, that next weekend, I was in Indianapolis with Christian. He was right next to me. And he was in Chicago, and he was going through the same thing. And then everybody that came up to this table, I could hear him. Oh, man, we thought you were going to be at uh, WrestleMania. And it would be right at my table. They, or they, I was there the day before, so I was there two days. He only came in on the, the second day. So I heard all those same people. Oh, you guys did the it. first day. Yeah, we're right next to each other, and we did some group photos and stuff. Nice, um, and uh, same question. Oh, oh, that sucks. The brood should have been there. Blah 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 blah. But that we we weren't. I don't know what his deal was. He said he never talked to him about being there, and I think he's obviously in AEW. And uh, I don't know where he stands in AEW, but he's in AEW. And then uh, like they never reached out to me. And then like I seen all the rumors just like everybody else. I wrote Adam Edgerton. Hey, you know where these rumors started? He goes, man, they think they know everything. But apparently he pitched a lot of stuff, but there must be a leak in there or something, and somebody leaked something. But I was never contacted. 
I think I read about it just like everybody else. So in a way it was frustrating and in a way it was funny, but it got to be in a way I realized how much people really liked the brood and I felt really blessed. Like, wow, like everybody really seemed to care that the brood thing was there. So many people coming up, so many people which is a, fr- a handful in the whole kind of crazy world of wrestling but it was still flattering everywhere I went to somebody said that, that and then I heard him saying the same thing to Christian so it was super flattering um I think my only perfect world or just a world that makes sense I think the only thing that stopped that from happening mm-hmm. was Christian being in AW. um not that that's obviously his fault but because when you the, how much they mentioned the brood at Wrestlemania they had brood on the screen he had the jacket with you guys on it they yeah, yeah, showed yeah. clips of you and coming through the fire so they, I think if Edge wasn't with AW, I mean not Edge Christian, Christian wasn't with AW, it would have definitely happened maybe uh, maybe not it's hard to say I think I don't I think they tested the waters because I think they were scared of the gang girl name but um, they dropped it on TV too. They did the yeah, name drop Corey Graves name, and like, stuff. So they don't right. usually do that. So that was testing the waters, and I'm, I, I could guarantee you it went absolutely well because I own it. I'm not coming after him. Like, yeah. I have the trademark register and all that. So like, um, so nobody's coming after him. But I was trying to do another deal with them that uh, it didn't go through because they said, did, did they, White Wolf sign this name over to you? I go, no, White Wolf didn't sign it over. I got it. That nobody filed. I picked it up. I did all the paperwork. Everything. Went through all the procedures. I have it reg- registered, trademark, ready to go, and then I didn't hear anything. So it's a weird, wacky world. But, but uh, shoulda, coulda, woulda. But I'm still here, fanging and banging, and um, so all's well, good. All right, so we we covered your trip to Japan. We've covered After Dark, the movie thing. That, and I'm not an actor, but I might have the acting bug now. Uh, conventions, WrestleMania, the WWE uh, WrestleMania rumors uh, that that, Ron, that didn't happen, never was going to happen. I guess maybe it was getting, maybe it was close to happening. I just don't know it. I mean, you guys have an anniversary coming up, twenty five years in October. The Brood. Yeah, twenty five years. It's October. Uh, that's pretty cool. And it's October, so it's like October doesn't. Uh, is an Edge wrapping up in October? Maybe is that the rumors? Still be in Canada. Is that what I mean? That's what he said he would like to finish. He didn't yeah. tell me that, but that's what I read. I mean, yeah. I didn't ask him. I should ask him. I should say, What's going on? <laughs> but, banging and banging, but I'm already booked up in October. I'm slammed in October. I mean, it, you like you always say you, you've never canceled a booking before another booking. If there's any time to do it, it, it would be because of the, because of something like that. Maybe I think people would understand, but I'd still would try to work it out with people. But uh, yeah. don't get who booked me, don't be paranoid. It's not my <laughs> <They're> like so. <laughs> But yeah, October, like, uh, yeah, I'm filled, my November's filling up. December's still a little bit open, but yeah, dates are filling in, man. I'm so busier than ever. Blessed. Uh, I owe pro wrestling everything. Thank you to all the fans. Uh, uh, fans like David Zane here, you know, I couldn't do what I love every day in and day out. Thank you to CCW. I get to um, live my dream out. I, running a wrestling school, so I'm around wrestling every seven days a week. Sometimes you get burnt out on it. I'm feeling a little like over wrestled like right now but i think it's just some of the flat tire issues and some of the hard travel maybe i'm in my head about the travel coming up because i know uh this weekend i, I fly to dallas so i do a meeting some kind of signing at two i do a show at five but i think it's kind of far from dallas itself the ride and i gotta be back at the airport at 3 a.m for a 5 a.m flight because i gotta go to atlanta atlanta to buffalo i, nah. I wish and someone else may <laughs> Maybe a great idea for someone else who's able to do it, but I wish I had the time to. If someone just followed you around, like, dope, like you travel, you go so many places, like, you could have a whole literal TV show 
they'd be tired. They'd get over. They get like over. They'd be over it quick. It's content, especially traveling with me because I'm not easy to travel with. Just ask Susan or anybody that's traveled with me. Good content. Anna, Susan, anybody. I I walk off and leave you. I forget you're even with me. I just walk off. I'm I'm so used to being by myself. Um, Speaking of travel, I travel with her. This I I took a weekend off. Oh, you have a weekend off. I took it off. Like I, 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 people were trying to get me shows, but I passed on because it's uh, Susan's birthday on the ninth. Also, Billy Fives' birthday, both of them May 9th. So, uh, the 11th, I'm going to go to New York. So, I'm going to go uh, out right here, go see a Yankees game, uh, Mother's Day up there. Go. So, I'm going to go I'm gonna go kick it for the weekend in New York City. Go chill in New York. Uh, get some uh, Wo Hops, some good Chinese food, and do all, all the good things you can do in New York. So, looking forward good to that. So, still traveling, in a sense, and, and like not really resting, but, but uh, I, it's not wrestling, so. Taking a break from wrestling for one weekend here, like so. Kind of looking forward to it, and it's her birthday and Mother's Day, so it all works out. So, perfect storm and stuff. So it'll be good. Looking forward to that and getting to New York City. Love some New York City. Like yeah, I've never been. Born and raised in Florida, and always always love and rep Florida. But uh, I do I do love New York City. It's an amazing city. Well, we got any questions or anything? Yeah, yeah. Sure. We trying to find them there. You don't have them in a the box anymore because you don't have a co. You don't have anybody. <laughs> No kick at that. No Ariel. No no Anna. No, who else has been over there? Anybody? Oh, your friend Sparkles or whatever his name was. And where is he at? He's buried <laughs> in a ditch somewhere. Or I haven't like spoken to him in a few months. So you, you want him to come back on? Figured he was on a registry somewhere. No, no, no. <laughs> he's on a billboard somewhere. He had to file up or something. <laughs> no, I haven't spoken to him. I don't even think he uses social media. Every time he talked to him, he's like, "Oh, I gotta look out for my niece." <laughs> That's his daughter. Yeah. That's a good thing. It's family. Family's important. Hey, Raymond, what do we got? We got any questions there from the... You, uh, there's no what's in the box, but you got any questions that were sent in or anything before Is we it? wrap it up here and get out of here? Yep, got the first question. So I ain't going to get... Hopefully my ass not pounded with a hammer again, but like, <laughs> I don't think so. But I've been in this chair for an hour, and it's starting to feel like it's starting to hurt. Like, I hope... I can't have Randy beating my ass anymore. Like Maybe he's looking forward to it. Well, my ass was hurting that day, but I didn't know he was going to take the hammer out like I did that guy did the tire. <laughs> like, First one is from Barry Hearns. Barry Hearns. What's up, Barry? So, when you were in the WWE, there were so many cool characters, guys that could really tell a story. Do you feel the storytelling has really got poor since around 2012? It's gotten so repetitive, I think. Um, Things evolve. Things change. It's different. In the Attitude Era, one of the, my favorite things people, when people ask me about the Attitude Era is everybody had a... Everybody had a story, all the way down to Shotgun Saturday Night. Every win and loss meant something. Everybody was involved in some kind of storyline, whether you know it was, you know, um, somebody, whatever reasons. Every win and loss meant something. So, if you won here on Shotgun, next thing you know, maybe you got elevated to Heat. You know, and somebody come in, it, you get elevated to Raw. So uh, yeah, I uh, I think it's dropped off. I think because of people's attention spans, the social media. And, People expect immediate results, um, and nobody takes the time to sit down and watch a whole show and all the, all the story and dialogue into it. So I think that hurts in a sense and uh, that people have just shorter attention spans and all social media. So, yeah, I think it lacks uh, the storytelling. I think the Attitude Era was best, and people go, they really like that era. They, they don't know why, but I think a lot of it comes back to everybody was a superstar. 
everybody, even down the shotgun Saturday night, you st- your wins and losses meant something. So everybody was getting elevated or up and down through somebody's win or loss and stuff like that. So and everybody had a story and everybody had a storyline. So everybody was a superstar and everybody felt important, on no matter whatever level it was. So, um, yeah. You know, Hopefully that answered your question. You want to know what's crazy? Like, what you mentioned in that, I even have that, that feeling sometimes. Whenever I watch an older episode, it feels like I'm watching a pay-per-view. Because I'm like, oh, shit, the, the Rock was on this episode? The Undertaker? Triple A? Like, nowadays, when that happens, it's like a special occasion. You have to wait till the third hour for that to happen. But whenever you watch something from that era, you have a, a yeah. someone like Triple H in a segment. You, The Undertaker, Brew. Like, I mean... And it, everything, and, you know, they go by ratings, too, so they look at the numbers, so, like, when the 9 o'clock hour comes, they don't want you to change the channel to the other show, they'll put something exciting in there, so they keep it where you wouldn't switch the channels, because there's also, like, you know, the Monday Night Wars and stuff like that, so they would keep you from wanting to switch the channels, but it just, it made for better TV, definitely, for the fans, and, and, and for the wrestlers, it was a better environment, too, it was fun. All right, so the next question is from PNW Mutant Collective. So that's it. <laughs> What's up, PNW Mutant Collective? So it was like, would you take a backstage role in the WWE if it was offered? Um, sure. Like, could I handle it? I don't know. Um, I've thought about it. I, I did some stuff in MLW, which uh, wasn't the happiest in that, it, 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 as in understanding it, because the wrestlers were young and it was different, but. I think uh, WWE is more structured. Um, it's more uh, what you say goes instead of like, eh, whatever. It's your opinion. Uh, <laughs> like, so, yeah, I I would I would definitely try it. Um, can't wrestle forever, uh, but I do love traveling and I want to stay on the road. So that'd be one of the ways to stay around wrestling, something you love, and to stay on the road, which I do love being on as much as I complain about my ass hurting and everything else. Um, I really do love traveling and waking up in a uh, different place. And I love coming into a hotel room and it was pitch black out, not seeing anything outside, not knowing where I'm at. <laughs> and when I wake up in the morning and I go out and it's like this whole, it'll be like a cow pasture or horses running or, or a whole town or a city that I didn't even know was there because the lights were out. You know, it, that's the really cool thing about it. You go to bed, at, lay your head down at night and pitch dark and wake up and it's just a new place every morning and it's awesome. So that'd be another way to be able to do that. So definitely I would try it. Plus, I mean, it's, it's kind of similar to what you're doing now. You like to give back to the... Well, you can. Talent. You give back what you've learned, and hopefully, you know, I think they listen to it more. I mean, I think... You have invo- invaluable I, I don't experience. know if it's out of fear or out of whatever, but it, different... Uh, they, I believe in WWE, it, I would fit more than anywhere else, probably. Yeah. yeah. I mean, but you, you, you have something that's invaluable, something someone can't buy. You have experience, like... You know, you right. can't buy that. Sometimes trying to tell those young bloods that. So it's, it's, <laughs> like, it's invaluable. Like, yeah. you can't buy that. Can't rush yeah. it. Just like your daughters don't want to hear you, or your sons, and, and your <laughs> it's the same thing with wrestlers. But, I mean, but, but some they, do. It does come a time where everything you, you, you said, whether it's a year, two years from now, everyone, they're going to look back on it and be like, oh, he was right. right. They do. A lot of them have called me that I've trained at different things and said thank you over the years and stuff. So it, And that's rewarding and, and it's flattering. So sometimes when I say something to someone or give them advice from whatever experience I have, and they don't take it right then and there, I know down the line they'll be, they'll, it'll hit them down the line. Always. Um, well, this question is fitting since you're going over there. Um, it's from Scott Smith. Have you ever wrestled in Scotland? And if so, um, did you get to experience the local nightlife? Uh, 
I'm sure I did. I probably just don't remember it because I do a lot of drinking when I'm in the UK. So, um, <laughs> but what I do remember about Scotland is somebody kept pulling the fire alarm one night when I emptied that, and it was cold, and we had to uh, empty out uh, the hotel out into the outside like like four different times. And I don't know what <laughs> Russell did it or who got they got busted for it or not. But uh, no, Scotland's an amazing place. All all of the UK from from England to Scotland over to Ireland and. It's just all, all tremendous. I've wrestled in all those places. Yes, I experienced nightlife everywhere, and um, yeah, it, it's 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 a tremendous place. It's fun, and I'm looking forward to being there. Another UK related question. Another UK from Anthony Powell. He said, "Do you still work for All Star? I remember seeing you four times at my hometown in England." Oh yeah, did you say what his hometown was? No, you don't. <laughs> you, you don't remember the promotion? Oh uh, yeah, All Star. Yeah. Oh, okay. All Star uh, wrestling is um. So when I broke my neck and WWE released me, uh, I was home probably a week after getting released. I was sitting there uh, and I got a phone call from a fellow named Oreg Williams. And he says, young Dave, would you like, are you busy right now? And I go, no, I actually just got released. He goes, I heard. And he goes, uh, would you like to come to Ireland? And I said, sure, I'd love to come to Ireland. And I went to Ireland immediately with him. It was a two-week tour. And when I was over there, he goes, I, I think you would fit in good with this fella named Brian Dixon in All-Star Wrestling. He, he broke Brian and helped Brian get into things. And Brian run, it was like, Brian was like the closest thing to Vince McMahon over there, you know? Uh -huh. like, so, uh, and he's a lovely guy. And, you know, he's a lot of stories. He's the most, his voice is the most imitated. And, and, and a lot of people cuss him, but he's always been fair to me and good, good to me. Uh, it, it, so I went from, instead of going back home to the States after the two weeks, I went to England and spent two months. And then, then I spent 18 straight years going back there every year for All-Star Wrestling. I would do two, three 18. months. 18 straight years. I would do two to almost three months in, in the, the winter, like the uh, September, October, November, come home before Christmas, and then I'd go back at the end of January, February, March, come home before like Easter. Sheesh. So I did that for 18 straight years for All-Star, and I only stopped going when the pandemic hit. I was still going for them, not as long. I was doing like two two week tours, three week tours at the end. Um, so uh, they were trying to get me to come back for stuff, but just scheduling didn't match up and then match out. I'm going back to the UK for other companies, which probably is gonna perturb Brian a little bit. Uh, <laughs> but um, I'm gonna try to, I gotta try to work something out. But yeah, tremendous time for All-Star Wrestling and the best times of my life were there. I worked for All-Star Wrestling. Technically, your second home, like literally. It was at one point. I was gonna move there. I was always there. I mean, I mean lived in Birkenhead. Uh, well adjusted. When I go there, I feel maybe more at home than I do here sometimes. Wow. <laughs> I'm just comfortable, you know. Just uh, I settle right in and get on with it, you know. It's it's it's. Uh, and I, uh, I think my friendships carry on deeper with the talent over there than any any of it here in the states. You know, they're more genuine and. Whatever, I just get along better with everybody there. I do, I do feel comfortable, just as though it's home. Yeah. Um. So, because a lot of people, like me, I don't know. When I when you hear the UK, you think of London, England. Um. Where are the most the most wrestled place? Like when you're over in the UK, where, where are you mostly? England. Well, it's an island. It's not that big, so England is London. Like London's in England. It's just yeah. You know, it's it's not giant at all. It just seems like it takes forever because the freeways are so jammed up and blocked up. So. They wrestle from the north to the south. London's more towards the south center down down there, but a lot of the shows are probably in the suburbs of London. But Brian did a, he worked from the northern to the east to the west, he did south. He did it all, the whole place. Well, um, that wraps up 
Episode 71. Well, all right. It was 71. I'd like to thank everybody for being patient and uh, waiting for me to get this other one out. Keep banging and banging. That was episode 71. We covered everything from WrestleMania rumors to the movie at The After Dark, some questions, um, whatever else. I don't know, man. Um, hopefully you enjoyed it. Keep banging and banging. Want some? Get some. Bad enough? Take some.